Let's do that hockey. All right. Hello, everybody. This is episode 71 of Dauber Prospects Radio. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Peter Harling, and let's get at it. So today's episode, I'm going to be joined by Dauber Prospects writer for Anaheim Ducks, uh, Lucas Main. Lucas and I are going to be talking about our respective top 10 rankings of Anaheim Ducks prospects. So that's going to be a fun chat. Uh, Stay tuned for that. Coming up first... I'm going to give you three hot prospects you want to know for your fantasy league. Uh, these are deep, deep league keepers. Guys are going to have to sit on for a little bit, but their upside is super good. And they are having monster seasons, and they're 3% fan tracks owned or less. So let's cut right to it. First player I want to talk about is uh, Matthias McKelly, M-A-C-C-E-L-L-I. Uh, so Matias is a Arizona Coyotes prospect. He is 1% Fantrax owned. Uh, he's a 5'11", 165 left winger. Uh, so Arizona picked him this past draft in 2019. He's a fourth round pick, 98th overall. Uh, and they drafted him out of the USHL. He played two years uh, over there. And he's playing in, in Liga right now anyways, or Liga right now. Uh, so his draft year, 2018-19 season, he was playing for the Dubuque and the USHL. Had a really good season. 72 points in 62 games, 31 goals, 42 assists, 1.16 point per game, uh, doubling his production from the previous season in the USHL, his first year there as a 17-year-old. So 0.58, jumped up to 1.16 point per game. Now he's gone back over to Finland. He's played 17 games. He has five goals and 11 assists. This is playing pro hockey against men, and he's got 16 points. That's just under a point per game. Uh, He signed through the 2021 season, so he's probably going to play, uh, obviously, all of this year, and then probably one more season in Finland before he comes back to North America. Uh, So remember, he's already played two full seasons in the USHL in North America. So this is a player who will be pretty comfortable with the whole language and food and culture and, and size of the rinks and North American style and all that fun stuff. So his transition from pro hockey in Finland to the NHL could be pretty short one. Um, you know, he's played pro hockey in Finland for a year or two by the time he comes over to the to try and make the Arizona roster. Um, he's familiar with North America, played two seasons. Uh, so if he has a really good rest of this season, keeps playing the way he's playing. Uh, I think he's a really strong hopeful for a world junior roster spot. Hopefully he's a, a team Finland kind of player, uh, has a, a really nice season, uh, or sorry, tournament there. Um, doesn't have a lot of international experience. He played for Finland at the Halinka in his draft year in 1718, four games that he played there. He had a goal and assist, so two points. Um, played a few international games for Finland. Uh, not a whole heck of a lot, though. Um, yeah, so 1% fan tracks owned. 
Pretty sure he's available in your leagues. He's not available in my league that I'm in, and I'm really disappointed to see that he was actually drafted in our fantasy draft, uh, which is a five-round draft, and he's a fourth-round pick. Uh, but with all the other free agents and college players and, and European players, I was really optimistic that he'd be available, and he's not. So that's disappointing. So keep an eye out for Matthias uh, McKelly. Finnish player. Hopefully he's on the World Junior roster. You can get a chance to get some live views in if you want to just throw him on your watch list for now. The next player I want to talk about is another Arizona Coyotes prospect. And he's someone who I had a chance to watch live a couple times recently. This would be uh, Yan Yannick. I also wrote about him uh, in my Dauber Prospects ramblings that I posted yesterday. Um, with some scouting notes from the recent road trip I made uh, through Western Ontario for the OHL Russia series and caught a whole bunch of games the weekend I was out there. So Yan Yannick is a, a Hamilton Bulldogs uh, player. He was a, a Flint import pick, and I guess he didn't want to sign to Flint. He must be a big fan of drinking water. Um, so he wouldn't come over and play for Flint. Uh, so they traded his rights to Hamilton for a fifth round pick. They just gave him away. Uh, he reported to Hamilton, uh, last year and finished the season with them. 27 games. He had 30 points. That's a pretty good introduction. 13 goals, 17 assists. And I guess he was injured. He missed a lot of playoff time. Uh, but this year, he's playing on the top line with Arthur Kaliev, and the two of them are, are first and second in league scoring. Uh, they are shooting the lights out. He has not gone through a game where he didn't have at least one point so far this season. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Uh, he's 21 games. He's got 45 points. Uh, 18 goals, 27 assists, um, and only three of his 18 goals are power play goals. So it's not like these guys are are soaking up all the gravy on the power play. They're getting it done uh, five on five. Uh, he is certainly their number one center. He's being deployed in a whole bunch of situations. Um, he's 6'1", 165, so he's got good size. His fan tracks ownership is only 2%. Uh, so that's probably because he was a third round pick. And the 2018 draft, 65th overall, uh, out of Czech Republic. So his pedigree uh, in North America isn't really that well known. He played for Czechs at the World Juniors last year. Um, three games, two assists. Um, so not a lot of uh, exposure there either. Guarantee you that the 19-year-old makes the Czech World Junior roster uh, again this coming tournament and he'll have a breakout. Hopefully he's healthy. He'll have a, a breakout performance there. He'll be someone who, if you watch the check games, uh, the announcers will be calling his name a lot. Um, so look for his ownership to really take a jump after the world juniors. People will be like, Oh my God, who's this Yan Yannick guy? And they'll look, I'm like, Oh my God, he's leading the league in scoring in the OHL. He's already in North America adjusting. He's not, you know, uh, a European flight risk. Um, he's a third round pick. That's a pretty decent, pretty decent pedigree. I got to consider that the Arizona Coyotes are going to give him a couple of opportunities to make the team. Um, I'm not sure how he did at the, uh, training camp this previous summer. It would have been his second, uh, go around at their rookie development camps. Uh, I'd be curious to, uh, to do a little bit more research on that and figure out where he fit in there. 
but uh, this is a player who is trending up fast real quick, and that 2% Fantrax ownership is going to take a big jump, and I'm predicting that'll happen after the World Juniors. So if you're looking for some fantasy prospect hidden gems, these are the guys you want to take a look at your roster, uh, your league, see if they're available, and, uh, and snap them up now while everyone looks at your transaction line and says, who in the world is that guy? Uh, and then a year or two later, they're like, man, how come you have so many good prospects on your, on your team? Uh, so finally, the next guy on the list that I want to talk about is a goalie. And goalies are voodoo. I really find them very difficult to predict. Um, some guys have mediocre junior careers and then go on to be amazing. Some guys have amazing junior careers and go on to be nothing, Justin Pogge. And then uh, some guys have amazing junior careers and go on to be amazing goalies. So hopefully Yusuf Sununen is uh, the next one of the latter. So he's a goalie. He's playing uh, in the Liga right now. And he is a Colorado Avalanche prospect. So Eustace Anunin, um, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. My Finnish pronunciations are atrocious. Yoki is probably rolling his eyes right now. Uh, he's a 2018 third-round pick by the Colorado Avalanche. Again, 3% fan tracks owned, so widely available in a lot of leagues. Uh, so looking over his career, he's played his entire career over in Finland, junior... Junior SMA, Liga. Um, this year, he's playing full season with Carpat, and they're the number one team in Liga. They've got uh, Jesse Pugliarvi helping them out over there. So that has a little bit to do with why they're in first place, but quite frankly, I bet that Ayusis Anunin has a little bit more to do with that. He's got some otherworldly stats so far this season. So... He's played 12 games. He's splitting games um, with Patrick Rybar. Rebar. Um, I think he's Czech. Uh, anyhow, he had a really good role junior. He's a, a good goalie prospect as well. Uh, so the Carpat has two really good goalies. And Yusuf Sununin has played 12 games. He's won 10 of them, lost none, and has two ties. His goals against average is 1.28, and his save percentage is 9.46. Those are very impressive stats. But what blows my mind is of the 12 games he's played and the 10 that he's won, five of them have been by shutout. He's got five shutouts in 12 games. This just in, that's real good. Uh, he has just recently, before the season started, signed a two-year extension, um, and he will be... He's 19 years old, so he'll be eligible to backstop Finland at the World Juniors this year. Uka Pekalunkanen is uh, aged out. He's 20, so he's done. So hopefully, Yusuf uh, Noonan will be the goalie that Finland goes with. He is the odds-on favorite at this point, and the player that Joki Nevalainen has uh, predicted will be their, their goalie for the tournament as well. He also has uh, Matthias Michelli. Um, on their first line um, with Anton Lundell and Rasmus Kapari. So he has a great article on Dauber Prospects uh, that you should look into if you're interested in that. Uh, prospects Ramblings, updated WGC projection for Team Finland. Uh, he put that up two days ago, so it's a pretty fresh article. 
um, give it a read. Uh, Yoki does some really great stuff as uh, the head of scouting for Dauber Prospects, our European division. So a quick recap, my three players uh, that you want to look for in your prospect league. Uh, Matias Michelli, 1% known Fantrax, Arizona Coyotes prospect. Jan Yannick, uh, 2% owned, Arizona Coyotes prospect. And Yusis Anunin, Colorado, 3% Fantrax owned. Uh, these are all players you want to, if you can stash them for a couple of years, they have very high upside. Uh, and if you can add them for free or maybe acquire them from someone who uh, isn't appreciative of their value, uh, they'd be really great buy low opportunities. All right, so that's it for this segment. going to take a quick cut and then come back with an interview I just had with Lucas Main, and we're going to talk about the Anaheim Ducks prospects. I recently did an article for my NHL trade rumors where I ranked their top 10 prospects, and Lucas covers Anaheim prospects uh, being a California native uh, and Ducks fan. Uh, he covers prospects from the Ducks for Dauber prospects. Uh, so we'll be going over each other's list, criticizing and uh, maybe even doing a little smack talk about our fantasy hockey head-to-head matchup that we're having in the Dauber Prospects League this week. So uh, stick around for some Ducks Prospects talk. All right, so joined by uh, my next guest, which is a Dauber Prospects writer. It would be Lucas Main from sunny California. He is our Anaheim Ducks prospect writer. Welcome to the podcast, Lucas. What's going on, Pete? Thanks uh, thanks for having me. Long-time listener, you know, uh, first-time caller. <laughs> well, it's about time got you on the, on the pod. Uh, you're a big supporter, so I really appreciate that. And uh, it's it's good to have you on, man. Yeah, thanks. Good uh, good to be here. Right, right. So as I mentioned, uh, Lucas is our Anaheim Ducks prospect writer for Dauber Prospects, and uh, you also do uh, some scribing for Vegas for the Hockey Writers a site I wrote for a long time ago. Uh, and just in case anyone wants to find your stuff, uh, hit me with your Twitter handle. Yeah, um, it's. L-A-M-1926. Lamb-1926. Right on. All right. So I I also do some writing for um, my NHL trade rumors. I do some top 10 prospect rankings for them. Uh, On a previous episode, I had uh, Mark Allred from the Black and Gold podcast on, and we uh, went through our respective top 10 rankings for the Boston Bruins. If you're a Bruins fan and you missed it, or if you like this episode and you're looking for some more, uh, just dial it back a little bit and you'll find it. And well, I'm going to do the same thing this episode with Lucas here. We're going to talk all Anaheim Ducks prospects for this segment and uh, go over each other's top 10 lists. Uh, for the Bruins one, we did it in reverse order. We started at 10 and worked our way up. How does that sound to you? Yeah, let's do it. We uh, can't give the listeners uh, our, our top picks early, you know? Right. It's it's more suspenseful this way. It gets more, it builds up and it's it gets better as we go. All right, oh, so yeah. starting starting at the, the bottom and working our way up. Uh, actually, just a quick look overview without giving the names away. We've got 
uh, nine out of nine of the same prospects. The only ones where we didn't have on each other's top 10 was 10. Um, so I have Blake McLaughlin and you've got Jackson Lacombe. Uh, let's talk about those guys. Uh, what do you like about Lacombe? Yeah, um, you know, he's he uh, he's kind of he just recently uh, switched from forward to D. So, um, you know, he he has those uh, offensive instincts. Um, he's he's a rookie at uh, Minnesota right now uh, with the Golden Gophers playing top pair minutes. Uh, he's got five assists on the season. Uh, but last season with Shaddix, he uh, he set the school record for D with points. Um, he had 89 with 22 goals and 67 assists. Uh, you know, and the the Ducks um, have a pretty good rep with uh, developing defensemen, um, especially you know from later rounds. Uh, the last you know 10 years or so. Um, you know, they picked up Mahura in the 16 draft, third round. Uh, Marcus Pedersen, second round, 2014. Montour, Brandon Montour was a 2014 second rounder as well. Uh, Josh Manson was a sixth round pick in 2011. Uh, Sammy Votnin in 09, a fourth round pick. Justin Schultz, a second round pick in 08. So, uh, you know, the Ducks have have a pretty good history uh, developing kind of these later round defensemen. Um, and, you know, I, his style is perfect for uh, this new NHL. So, um, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm really excited to see him develop. Where's he playing right now? Uh, U- University of Minnesota. Oh, right on. Yeah, so he's so, teammates. Uh, I've, he's I've, teammates I've, with my guy. With, with your guy, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so we're really splitting hairs here. So my guy is Blake McLaughlin. He's a year older. He was drafted in eighteen, uh, and he came out of uh, Team USA, yeah, Chicago I mean, Steel USHL. USHL. Yeah. So this is his second season. His first season was pretty good. Twenty points in the thirty-five games as a freshman is. Very good at the NCAA. His sophomore season, um, four points in 12 games so far. So, you know, a little bit of opportunity there. Maybe a sophomore slump to start. Uh, He's a little bit undersized, 5'11", left winger. Um, I think he's looking at um, another year or two of college hockey before he turns pro. So the Ducks, I'm assuming, would, would like it to be uh, under the four-year threshold, so they don't risk losing him as a free agent. Um, but uh, would Blake McLaughlin be someone who's close to your top ten? Yeah, definitely. You know, he was uh, he was sitting right outside of it. Um, I I like his game a lot too. Um, kind of reminds me of uh, a, a Kyle Palmieri type. Uh, you know, he's got a heavy shot, um, and he, he he's a good playmaker, vision guy out there. Um, but yeah, he, he was right outside my top 10. All right. Uh, moving up the ladder a little bit in your number nine spot, you've got, uh, Brennan Gooley or Ghoul. I believe it's Gooley. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So here's a defenseman, uh, that is currently playing for their AHL affiliate. 
uh, San Diego Gulls. I believe that's where he is, or is he called up in the NHL right now? Yeah, they're, uh, you know, he, he's coming back and forth. Um, the, the Ducks are, you know, pretty, pretty thin on D. Um, but he, uh, he's get he, he did play last game against the Capitals. Um, but he's been, you know, up and down a little bit. Uh, he, he's been hurt this season too, which is kind of why he is at number nine on my list. Uh, you know, he, and lot going back to last season when he was acquired by the Ducks, um, in this season, he's already had a, a few injuries. So, you know, I kind of getting that Band-Aid status, uh, you know, in, in my eyes. So that's why that's why I have him at nine. But, you know, he's he's a smooth skater. He's a you know, good two-way guy. Um, I, you know, I just hope he can uh, kind of stay healthy and be able to fully develop. Yeah, he's a player that they acquired via trade uh, when they sent Brandon Montour to Buffalo. They picked up... Um, a pick, which ended up being Braden Tracy, who we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, and Brandon Montour. Um, sorry, and Brandon Gooley. So just kind of give a little context to our rankings. I'm not sure what your criteria was uh, for the rankings, but for me, it was players who were under 25 years old and played less than uh, 50 career games. So some players who are outside the list that are on the roster would be guys like Troy Terry, Max Jones, Jacob Larson, these guys are not going to be making our our rankings. And I also gave a little bit more um, credence to players who, or credit to players who are closer to the NHL than further away uh, or have higher upside. So those two things are the highest determining factors for me. How close are you to being a regular NHLer? And what is your upside when you get to the NHL? So with uh, Gooley, I think I have him ranked a little bit higher than you do. Quite a bit, actually. I have him ranked fifth uh, because he's on the cusp of being an NHL regular. Uh, to your point, if he can just get some good health uh, and maybe a break or two, I think he'll be a regular in the in the, the roster. Uh, his ceiling might not be extremely high. Uh, I think he's a lot closer than some of the other defensive prospects they have in the system. Um, so that's, I think, the fundamental difference maybe between our rankings, um, why I have him a little bit higher than than you do. Yeah, for sure. You know, and to go to your point, yeah, you know, he's playing, uh, he's playing in the NHL already, you know, averaging uh, about 19 minutes a game. Um, you know, he, he gets paired. Most of the time with Cam Fowler um, and, you know, those two guys just go skate circles around the rink. So, right. um, yeah, you know, I, he's definitely uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to see his growth for sure. All right. So the guy I had ranked at number nine uh, is Benoit Olivier Gru or Bo Gru, as he's called for short term. Now, I like Bogru a lot. You have him ranked 8th, so this is a nice little segue. Ninth to 8th, we can just talk about the same player here. Um, yeah, so right in the same wheelhouse. Uh, I like him a lot. I think he's a very versatile utility player. He can move up and down your roster. He's got good but not great offensive uh, abilities. He's got 28 points in 19 games this season with Halifax Mooseheads. Uh, he's got a pretty good pedigree that he's working on. He's 
played internationally for Canada, the Halinka. Uh, he's played in a Memorial Cup. Uh, I think he. I'm not. I don't think he's a lock for Team Canada, but I think because they'll have some elite offensive players, they'll be looking for players who can round out their depth that still have offensive upside, that have some captaincy and leadership abilities, uh, can play shorthanded, can play a physical role, can play a shutdown role. Um, and they're not a, an offensive ineptability. He had 100 point penalty minutes in his draft season. So there's a lot to like about this player. Uh, so those are some of the reasons why I had him uh, in my rankings. I don't think he's very close to the NHL. This will be his final season of junior eligibility. And then he'll play, I think, at least a season adjusting to the pro level at the at the AHL that's one of the biggest jumps for prospects to make going from junior to the AHL and a lot of you know players or scouts or coaches say it's an even more difficult jump from going to the AHL to the NHL uh, so a little bit of development time still on the horizon for Bo Guru, and I don't think his upside is of the top six variety but I think he'll be a gangbusters uh, middle of the roster kind of depth chart sort of player. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, uh, one reason I uh, I like his game a lot is you know his his smarts out there. You know, he, and he's got the size. Um, he's just he he can beat you. Um, you know, he, he'll play a defensive game. He he does have those tools where he can go out and you know make make a move and score. Um, so he's, he's just really, really smart, uh, a, a smart player out there. And like you said, I, I think he'll be great for that depth role on team Canada, um, because he, he knows his role out there. Um, do you think he's a lock for the roster? Uh, I, I wouldn't say a lock, but, um, you know, a I, probable. Yeah. Yeah. I, Canada's got so many options. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, and then you know his his father uh, was uh, you know he played in the queue as well. Um, played over in France. Now he's a, a coach over here. I believe he's currently with the the Crunch. Yep. Um, and you know he's he's coached seventeen years, and I think he's only missed the playoffs once. So you know it. He thinks the game, and I'm sure he instilled that in uh, in Bo. And um, yeah, you know, I'm excited to see see his growth too. Um, but he he kind of comes in as you know like a middle six guy, um, you know, a, a feisty center, kind of like a Ryan Kessler type. Uh, if we're comparing him to Ducks players and whatnot, you know. Um, he, he can move up in the lineup if injuries occur or, uh, you know, kind of just sit in that third line role and, you know, be, be kind of your shutdown guy. Yeah. He's not a first line setter. And if he's your second line center, I think you've got some issues. If he's your third line center, I think he's very good. Uh, and if he's your fourth line center, he'd be one of the best in the league. Um, that's kind of where I see his, his NHL slotting for the yeah. future. Yeah. All right. Definitely. All right. So Bo Grew is a good one. Uh, I like him. He's got a lot of Charlie Hustle in his game. A lot of compete. Um, and he's oh, not yeah. short. He's not short on on anything and skill. So kind of a 
maybe a jack of all trades, a master of none sort of thing. All right, moving on. Uh, so that's who you have at ranked eighth. I had him at nine. My eighth ranked guy is Braden Tracy, who you have ranked at seven. So for those who aren't familiar with Braden Tracy, he was kind of came out of nowhere in his draft year um, last year. And, you know, was was a I'm not sure where he was ranked in the preliminary um, NHL Central Scouting ranking, but it wasn't the first round. But by the midway point of the season, uh, there was a lot of people talking about this Braden Tracy guy from Moose Jaw Warriors. He is having a breakout season. Now, he played on a line with um, a couple overage OHL players who were having, you know, 100-point kind of seasons. Uh, and so some people were concerned, like, well, is he just along for the ride? Um, he put up 81 points in his uh, in his draft year, 66 games. So he kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, but those guys have obviously aged out, and he's continuing to produce uh, even more offense in his D-plus one year. He's got over 20 points in 12 games. Uh, so he's a prospect who is trending up hard. Um, everywhere he's he's played, top prospect game, um, rookie development camps this summer uh, with the Ducks, looked good. Uh, so that's why I have him on, on my roster at 8th, and you've got him at, at 7. So why do you have him a little bit higher than me? Yeah, um, you know... Uh, well, uh, like you were saying, I, you know, I'm sure many people thought he was kind of just a passenger uh, last season, you know, playing with uh, the two overage kids. Um, but, you know, this this season, they they're gone. And, uh, you know, he really took those keys and uh, he's driving the bus now in Moose Jaw. Um, you know, he's he's got speed. Uh, he's got a great shot. Uh, I I just think he'll he'll um, he'll really kind of develop and fit into uh, that top six role up in Anaheim. Um, playing, he he just played uh, with the with the WHL team, uh, the Canada Russia series. Uh, you know, I played both games. had had a power play assist. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a he's a goodie. Uh, he's got another two, two years, year of junior eligibility awaiting him. So um, I think the upside is intriguing, potentially high. Uh, there's a little bit of bit of an incubation period to go with with Braden Tracy, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, um, he he's he's still raw. You know, this, this is only a second season uh, in the dub, right? Um, but he. He, he knows um, how to play in all three zones um, and his skating's pretty good. So as long as, you know, he, he just keeps up on that trajectory, um, you know, it should, it should develop into a nice player. All right. So let's talk about someone who's a little bit older, a little bit closer. Um, the guy I have ranked seventh, you have ranked fifth. Uh, so that would be defenseman Josh Mahura. Uh, you got him ranked higher than me, so why don't you start and tell me what you like about Mahura? Um, you know, I, he, he's got great vision out there. Um, he, he's a good skater. Uh, he's, he's able to, to transition uh, back and forth pretty quick. 
he's good, he's got a, a good point shot. Uh, I I do feel he needs to kind of work on getting getting that through more because um, he you know it's 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 a bomb. Um, a back scratcher. Yeah, yeah. Heads up, you know. Um, and and he's got good, uh, you know, good qu- quarterback uh, potential on, uh, you know, on I I I would say on on the top power play unit. Yeah, I think I should have ranked him a little bit higher than I did based on the criteria that I explained. I think he's got a decent upside, and I think his ETA is this season, if not next. So Corbinian Holzer and Michael Delzato are both on expiring contracts. They're expendable. They either or both of them might not be back. Um, and so far, Mahuria has, has split his season between the two teams in the AHL and the NHL. It's interesting. He's got seven games played in both leagues, and he's got only one assist in the AHL. But he's got four points, a goal, and three assists in the NHL this season. So his NHL stats are uh, significantly more impressive than his AHL stats. That's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, last, and, uh, last season he had twenty and forty in the A, and five and seventeen up with the Ducks. Yeah, um, and you know he's 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 explosive at times. Um, you know his one of his games this year. Um, those those three assists came came in the same game, and I believe they all came within uh, something like two minutes or something. You know, um, so. When when he's feeling it, he's feeling it. Um, just skating the puck up the ice, um, and like you said, uh, Holzer, Delzato, those guys are free agents at the end of the year, kind of more just depth guys. Um, good good Branson, you know he's he's only got two years left, and he's he's more of that shutdown type. Um, so besides Fowler and Hampus Lindholm. Um, you know, uh, Mahura is uh, under uh, under some some good leaders to kind of develop under there. All right, so that's another defenseman that uh, that moves us on to uh, the first goalie that we've talked about uh, at the number sixth spot. You and I both have the same guy, and that's goaltender Lucas Dostal. Uh, the heir apparent to the crease in Anaheim with John Gibson as the incumbent. There is no rush to move this 19-year-old kid along. Um, so I think this is uh, another example of an incubation period, but a potentially high upside. Uh, future starting goalie, perhaps. Thoughts on Dostal? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Gibson's only 26 uh, and just, just signed that eight-year contract. So no need to rush him. Uh, you know, Keep him over in Europe. Uh, he he just graduated to the the Liga. Uh, well, he, I I believe he played a few games last season, but um, he's a full time starter this season. Uh, has a goals against average under two, nine save percentage is at nine twenty. Um, and last year for uh, Czech at the World Juniors, uh, you know everyone was talking about their powerhouse offense. Um, but they, they didn't show up. Dostal did, uh, he had a 957 save percentage in the tournament. Um, he's, 
he's he's definitely the future number one. Granted, you know it's it's going to be a a wait, but um, if you can sit on him in a you know a, a deep prospect pool, uh, I think he'll definitely be worth the wait. Yeah, he had his big breakout performance at the World Juniors last year with the Czech. Um, looking at his profile on elite prospects, something that really jumps out to me is how many different teams and leagues he's played for. So this season, he's played 16 games, all in the Liga. Uh, but last year, he played two games in the Champions League, two games for the Czech U19, two games for the Czech, 24 games for Czech 2, 10 games in the Liga, one Mestis game, and then like 15, almost 20 uh, international games in total between World Juniors and International Junior. So like, what's that, like eight different jerseys he had on yeah. at different times last year? Yeah, uh, I, hope, with uh, a... I hope he's got a couple of suitcases, huh? Right. So he played a decent number of games, uh, 20, 40, 50, 60. So over 60 games last year. So that's a good number of games. And he's got pretty good stats across the board in all the leagues with some real eye poppers. Um, and this year, your your point to his, his stats in, in Laga are, are very good as well. But what I really like is that he'll have some consistency this year. So overall, he's played is Laga. Uh, he'll play for the World Juniors again. I believe he's not aged out. He's only 19, so he should be there again uh, as the starting goalie uh, and, a, and a great tournament there. That'll be great experience and exposure for him again. Uh, if he's available in your fantasy league you, and you're thinking about picking him up, I would highly recommend doing that before the World Juniors because um, there was a lot of buzz about this kid last year at the World Juniors, and there probably will be again. Uh, so that's Lucas Dostal. Uh, and we've already talked about uh, both our number five guys. Mine was Guli and yours was Mahura. So that just kind of moves us right up into the top four. And the number four guy we have is is the same. We both have um, Isaac Lundstrom, center, playing in his uh, second season in North America. He's a draft pick from the 2018 draft, first round, uh, 23rd overall. Uh, what's your take on Lundestrom? Yeah, uh, you know, he, he surprised a lot last season making, uh, you know, I made the ducks out of camp. I think, uh, I, I think he's got high, high upside potential there. Uh, the, the ducks have a great, um, you know, hit history with, with Swedish players in the last, you know, five years or so with Raquel Lindholm, um, you know, bringing Silverberg over. Um, so he's he's gonna have f- familiarity in that locker room, um, so he he won't feel uh, you know out of sorts and whatnot. Um, he, his shot is you know uh, far and great. You know um, everyone talks about Elias Peterson. Uh, I obviously it's not that good, but um, you know. Something over in Sweden, they're, they're doing it right. Um, he's he's got quick hands, um, and he's he's smart in his own zone. Um, you know, real two hundred foot player. Uh, I I think just get, getting used to uh, the North American game, 
He's got a high ceiling. Let's talk about that. So you've got Getzlaff on the roster already. He'll have some competition uh, with Zegris and Sam Steele as pivots as well. Uh, do one of these guys have to move to the wing? Because there's not enough center ice positions in the top six for all four of them. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I believe I, I believe last season, uh, you know, when he was in Anaheim, uh, he he played some games on the wing. They they, they kind of transitioned uh, Raquel into that, you know, same same spot. Um, he was drafted as a center, uh, you know, and played played center for a while. But um, now he's pri- primarily a, a left winger. Uh, so I I could see them doing the same thing with with Lundstrom. Yep. Okay. And he. Uh, played 15 games, was sent down to the AHL, uh, half a point a game there, but uh, was shortly loaned back to uh, Sweden. Uh, this year, again, broke in the NHL, had a cup of coffee, has since been returned to the AHL. Um, 12 games there, six points, pretty much the same point as last year. I think this year, though, we can expect him to stay in North America. He's, he's not likely going back to Sweden now. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, you know, he played he played some big minutes last season uh, with the goals in their playoff run. Uh, you know, after his season in Sweden was over, uh, he came back over to North America um, and was a big part of that Calder Cup run for the goals. Um, they, they ended up losing in, uh, you know, the conference finals, but uh, some some valuable experience gained there. All right, let's move on. So we kind of crisscross in our second and third overall rankings uh, with Sam Steele and Max Comtois. So I have Comtois at two and Steele at three, and you've got Steele at two and Comtois at three. So let's talk about these guys. Uh, who do you want to start with, Comtois or Steele? Uh, let's, let's go with Comtois. All right. So he's coming out of... Uh, a product of the Q, the Ducks drafted him in 2017. Uh, kind of a latish second round pick, 50th overall. Um, he's a little bit of a gets laugh kind of player. He's a winger though, uh, 6'2, 207 pounds. Um, so he's a pretty strong player and he's good around the net, goal scorer, good shot, um, creates a little bit of traffic in the crease, is hard along the wall. And uh, this will be his second season of pro hockey. Uh, last year in his rookie year, he uh, had a 10-game audition with the Ducks. Had seven points, which was pretty incredible. Um, not good enough, though, to stay. Uh, played four games in the AHL, but ultimately was returned to junior, uh, where he exploded. 48 points, 25 games, 31 goals. Had five goals for Canada at the World Juniors. Uh, so overripe perhaps and this year he's played the majority of the games in the nhl so 13 games five points is what he's rocking right now i'm not sure if his like fantasy and offensive upside is first line um i would argue that it is top six and that basically he's arrived i think he's an nhl player going forward uh where do you see comtois yeah definitely you know i see him uh in that top six role um uh, especially uh, if, if we're talking about fa- 
fantasy purposes. I'm, I'm going to steal your, some of your thunder here. Uh, he's going to be great for bangers in MASH League. Keeping Carlson. Uh, Keeping Carlson. <laughs> um, he's, got, he, he's got 30 hits in, thir- in his 13 games this season. Um, you know, and, and he's, he's, he's a pest out there. He's tough. Uh, so he'll, I'm, he'll get into, uh, you know, some fights here and there, rack up some, uh, pims for, uh, your fantasy league. If, if your league counts those, um, but yeah, I think he has arrived. Uh, Anaheim has a, has a number of young wingers. So I think they're kind of, you know, rotating those guys, calling, uh, calling a guy up, sending a guy down. You know, Max Jones was sent down, but uh, called back up after, uh, you know, a few days. So I feel like they're, uh, they're giving, giving guys shots, but he's definitely uh, going to gonna see more time in the NHL this season and be a full-time player next season. Yeah, Anaheim seems to be a team that is giving really, really hard looks at some of the young players. They've made some roster spots available, buying out guys like Corey Perry. Um, There's a little bit of roster turnover. I can't remember the other guys off the top of my head off the season. Um, So they they made some spots for young guys, and it looks like Comptois is one of the guys that has really sunk his teeth into one of those those spots. which is yeah, and, why uh, I have him ranked second over Steele. Yeah. I'm not sure and, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I was just going to say, you know, um, the, the Ducks have plenty of young uh, forwards. So, um, you know, going forward the rest of the season, um, you know, that they've been pretty fortunate this season on the, the, on the injury front for uh the their forwards so he's definitely uh, gonna be that first call up um and you know if they make a move for a defenseman uh you know a guy like kasha you know who was rumored over the summer to to be going going away um you know they they have spots yeah and the other guy we have crisscrossed in the second and third rankings is sam Steele. Uh, 21-year-old center, so he's a year older than Comtois. He is a uh, 2016 draft, last pick of the first round, or second last pick if Vegas, yeah, Vegas would have been in by then. Uh, So 30th overall. Uh, This is his second season in pro hockey, so he's a product of the dub. Uh, He's a prolific scorer in the WHL. Had a 131-point season um, at one point. Last year, 11 points in the NHL in 22 games. Uh, Had a good look at the start of the season and then was returned for, I think it was even split, returned for the balance of the season in the AHL where he had 41 points in 53 games. That is a monster rookie season uh, at the pro level. That is very difficult to do. Uh, So this year, he's been NHL all the time, and he's got nine points in 18 games, one goal, eight assists. So he's a playmaking center. Uh, It looks like he's here to stay. Um, You watch a lot more Ducks games than than I do. How's how's he looked? Yeah, um, you know, his 
his vision is un- unreal out there. Um, you know, I, he's, he's got his head up the whole time, uh, making making plays. You know, he, I think uh, one – I don't remember which game it was, but, you know, he's he's got his head, head up. He's circling the zone. He goes behind the net and then just backhand pass the way he came in front of the net. And, you know, I think Richie puts it in or someone – um, so his, his playmaking ability is, you know, tops, tops on the team. Um, he's, he's a great face-off guy too. Um, if, if your league counts those, uh, he's definitely going to be, uh, one of, one of those league leaders in, you know, a, a few years once, once he gets older and, you know, a, l- a little bit stronger. But, uh, I, I know last season he had a game, you know, I, he, he went 10 and 0 in the in the dot um he's a great uh he exhibits great leadership qualities um you know i i think he's definitely gonna be uh the one b behind zegris and for the future do you think it's possible that um because he's maybe a little bit better playmaker than than zegras that um zegras is the guy that ends up moving to the wing uh and plays on a line with sam Steele? And um, I mean, I think, you know, Getzloff, I believe, is, you know, 34. Uh, so I think by the time those guys get to the NHL together, um, we'll, we'll kind of be looking at a Joe Thornton type situation. You know, Getzloff will kind of be down on, you know, say that third line and let, let the kids play. Um, but I think. I think Zegers is, you know, he's a great two-way center as well. So, I I feel like they'll probably be be a one A one B type situation. All right, yeah. So let's let's move on to number one. We both have the same guy at number one in process of elimination. Most people have probably figured out that it's Trevor Zegers. So before we talk about him, let's do a quick recap of how we got down to number one. So we'll start with uh, Lucas's top 10. At number 10, he had Jackson Lacombe. And then at 9, Brennan Gould. Number 8 was Bo Grew. Number 7 is Braden Tracy. 6 was goalie Lucas Dostal. 5 was back to the blue line with Josh Mahura. And then Isaac Lundestrom, number 4, with Comtois at 3 and Sam Steele at 2. For me, I went Blake McLaughlin at 10, Bo Grew at 9, Braden Tracy at eight, Josh Mahura maybe a little low at seven, Lucas Dostal at six as well, Brandon Gooley at five. I also had Lundestrom at four, and then Sam Steele at three, and Max Comtois at two. So the number one prospect we have is uh, for the Anaheim Ducks is Trevor Zegras. He was drafted ninth overall in 2019 by the Ducks. Um, It'd be interesting to see if if he's the heir apparent to the number one center or if it's Sam Steele. We just kind of talked a little bit about that. Uh, the upside for Zgras uh, is very high. He is currently, uh, he was drafted out of the U.S. National Team Development Program, um, one of the, the greatest, if not the best, um, American team of all time for the draft. He's gone to Boston University. He's a Boston Terrier right now. Um as a freshman in 11 games, he's got four goals and nine assists for 13 points. That's very good 
for those keeping score at home. Um, he could be a one and done at the NCAA. Uh, I think that is very probable, as a matter of fact. Uh, he'll be a, a lock for the American World Junior roster, so it'll be really interesting to see him play at the World Juniors because it's hard to watch a lot of Boston Terrier games on TV. Uh, for me in Canada, I'm not sure. Do you get a lot of college hockey games on TV in, in the States very easily? Or you have to um, subscribe to specialty channels? Yeah, I mean, out here in California, no. Uh, you have to subscribe to those special channels, you know, Big Ten Network, uh, you know, all, all that stuff. Uh, we, I mean, we get the occasional games on NBCSN, but, you know, that's that's really once in a blue moon. Um the, yeah. the coverage coverage kicks up once uh, you know the Frozen Four and everything comes on, but uh, regular season play, no. Yeah, about the same here. I, I subscribe to Big Ten. It's not going to help me watch Boston University games, um, but <laughs> yeah. but there's a lot of good teams in, in Big Ten. TSN covers a, a few as well. Anyways, back to Zegers. Uh, yeah. So, do you think he's a one and done? You think he turns pro next year? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think. I, I think there's a pretty good shot at that. He's great in his own zone. Um, elite vision. Uh, you know, he's a pure, he's a playmaker, but he, he's got, he's got a pretty good shot as well. Um, and he's, he's, he's pretty quick. Um, and look, you know, looking at the Ducks uh, roster, you know, I, he could have a big, big spot on the team next season. Uh Kind of like I said earlier, you know, Getzloff will be 35 next year. Um, so kind of get him into the fold now while while Getzloff still has, you know, uh, some some of his. He'll have one year left on his contract next year. So if who knows where he wants to go, if he wants to keep playing. But, um, you know, get, get Zegers into the fold, kind of have him learn under Getzloff and um you know I I feel Zeger Steel Getzloff you know top three centers going into next year could uh could could be deadly yeah yeah I think he turns pro next year I guess my question is with that how many games will we play in the NHL versus the AHL I don't think it's a bad idea to allow him to play more significant minutes at the center ice position in the AHL uh, and get a little bit up to the pro speed. Cause it's a big jump from college to sure, pro yeah. hockey. Uh, and then it's more difficult as centers as well. You have a lot more responsibility. Your competition on the draw is a lot harder <laughs> than it is at college. And no doubt uh, the players are bigger and faster and stronger, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so I think anyways, like I was saying, He's ranked number one on my list because I think the upside for, for Zgrass is one of the highest of all of the prospects, if not the best. And I think his incubation period is going to be pretty short. Uh, I'd be surprised if he went back to college next year and played his sophomore season at BU. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I doubt it. He's a ninth overall pick. Um, so I think he'll, he'll be ready physically and skill-wise. Uh, to, to turn pro um, it's just a question of does he feel that he wants to stay in college or turn pro yeah, uh, so, definitely. yeah so. the, uh, and you know it, he I think it was 
last weekend or two weekends ago. You know, he, he put up six points in two games against uh, the Providence Friars. Uh, so, you know, he, he just has that explosiveness to him. Um, you know, I, so I, I, I would agree with you. You know, I think, I think it's a good chance he's one and done. Yeah, I mean, we're he's over a point per game at, you know, American Thanksgiving kind of stage in the season. Um, still quite a bit of hockey to go, but I mean, it's not like he's going to be playing catch up. He's he's already producing at an elite level in his first year at college. Um, I don't think you'll have much to gain by a second season of college. So, uh, yeah, right on. All right. So, Lucas, uh, thanks so much for for joining me on the podcast. Um, folks, you can catch his uh, content on Dauber Prospects on uh, on the Anaheim Ducks page. He's in charge of the rankings and, and player scores and, uh, and updates for the prospects for the Ducks there. Um, also does some writing for the hockey writers covering uh, Vegas. Do you have any other writing that I'm, that I'm missing? Uh, no, those are, uh, those are, those are the two, uh your twitter handle give me that one more time yeah uh so it's uh lam 1926 right on all right thanks so much for coming on the podcast uh good luck in our head-to-head match this week in the dpfhl uh it's still early i got a little bit of a lead on you but it's still early a lot can change on a big night in the nhl like a thursday night so we'll see how it goes. We'll. Uh, I-, I wish you no luck this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we have we have equal records. We're both three, two, and one. So this is uh, this is a big match. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I I I liked your uh, your moves during the off season. Um, got got a luck, little lucky with that Fnuf buyout. Um, but you're uh, you, you got a good squad. I'm uh, I'm shaking in my boots. Yeah, the Funuf buyout. Uh, you know, I love Dion Funuf. He's one of my all-time favorite players. So it sucks to see him not in the NHL anymore. But um, I kind of saw that coming, so I wasn't panicking on on buying him out or trading him, and you know, giving up a first-round pick to move him off my roster because cap space is so critical in this league. Uh, so when he was bought out, uh, I kind of saw that coming. So that was. Uh, welcome. I was actually kind of counting on it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, so that was some some nice cap relief. And I didn't really have any other players. Like, I didn't have a Mitch Marner that, that was looking to sign a new big contract. So uh, I, I literally just inherited a couple million in cap, which allowed me to add some, uh, some quality depth free agents through the draft. Uh, so that, that really rounded out my roster nicely. Uh, all right. Anyways, that's enough talk about a fantasy league that no one cares about. Thanks so much for joining me, and uh, we'll get you on a future episode to talk some more uh, some more ducks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, th- thanks for having me. My pleasure, bud. All right, we'll see you around. All right. Take care.